0: Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids and our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going.
1: This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. And we'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women and founded the Working Mother Research Institute.
0: And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. But we're out of the work world. We're into the whole world this week. So I have been thinking a lot lately that, like, I feel like we're in a new season. You know, we're finally ending summer. We're in season two of the Breadwinner, so maybe Mm -hmm. that's impacting all my my seasonal thinking. And I think I have been doing a lot of networking, like networking, networking. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, I'm part of like some random hookup groups. (laughs) sounds bad, but (laughs) you know, and they've been, some of them have been fruitful. It's like to replace that act of being in a room and meeting, you know, somebody who could be a great business connection. That has been going on. That has been going on. I've been doing group friend Zooms. Yep. But I tell you, basically, I feel like I have not been nurturing my friends, my great friends.
1: (sighs) For sure. I feel that way too. I feel like Uh, I feel like it's just so hard. It's been a really crazy year for me even before the pandemic. And last summer, I had so many people reaching out to me and being wonderful friends. And then like crazy year and then into the pandemic. And it's like, you know, I don't even know where the time comes from to be able to reach out to people. Like I'm just kind of trying to put one foot in front of the other, metaphorically speaking. So. And literally, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. And it's the first thing
0: to go. I swear, you know, like just to cut ourselves some slack, I really think it's the first thing to go because it, it, when you have kids and, you know, there's that natural thing, you know, you find your life partner, or life partner for now. And you spend a lot of time there. You're not the single gal maybe you once were. And then especially those kids, or you're kind of working around the clock to establish yourself and you're meeting new people in your, I don't, I don't know. It just keeps taking beans out of the time pot. And then you're left with like the straggly, like three beans, to give to people who mean so much to you and offer so much to you and and vice versa that you can do reciprocally. Is that a word? But to offer up the listening and the advice giving and the empathy. Yeah. I guess it's. this is just my heart saying I'm missing that part of the equation that makes you feel at whole.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's so many things. Like I saw one of my best friends last weekend, like one of my closest friends ever. And we just were like not hugging. And I saw her and it's not so much that like I miss, I hug my kids and stuff. I mean, but like this aspect of our friendship was never a question like whether or not I'd hug her. And I think it's strange. It's this kind of like these micro stressors, These like we've got this big question of COVID and then like every decision, like every micro decision is like, how do we navigate these risks Mm -hmm. and how are we all comfortable with them? And then I feel like, you know, last night I was talking to a work friend who I used to commute with. And I was like nostalgic for sitting with her on like, know, I'm, like right? a two-hour train ride like with a million people and I was talking to her. I was like, I miss that. I like
0: <laughs> That's sad. That, that is really is sad. It, not not, sad. not the relationship, but the environment that you were having that relationship in.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I think, you know, I think it says something that we're nostalgic for, or that I'm nostalgic for that period of time. And I think it's interesting. So in the journal of social and personal relationships. Oh, here we funny, go.
0: Bring it on. Right.
1: <laughs> it takes an average of fifty hours together to consider someone a casual friend and 90 hours before you regard them as a good friend. So I like that in that stat, I like how my commuting buddy very quickly
0: very quickly friend, <laughs> very becomes a quickly
1: a really good friend. So, yeah, it's interesting. To wow, think about that is interesting. Investment.
0: And also, I think that's what makes it so hard. I think when if you think of it as time is a currency, that if you've accumulated 90 hours and accumulated 180 hours and all that time and yeah. uh, you feel kind of banked because my best buds that I'm thinking that we don't spend enough time together. We accumulated all that time when we were teens, when we were college friends. And I hold that, that's like a savings bond. I have it, I'm not going to spend that time. I hold that time. It's so valuable of that relationship built over those times, those goofy stories and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of really tight groups of friends. And we have been sort of making a tradition of doing a Zoom call at least every month, usually around people's birthdays, like the whole spring, summer. I think we've gone through all of our birthdays. And we've just sort of celebrated. What's been great is that we've celebrated another person, which I think like so whenever yeah. birthday is we've not just taken it as like yay happy birthday we're eating cake but like let's talk <laughs> about that person let's create something for that person let's use this medium to do things a bit differently and i i think you know we've done that in a couple situations but it's interesting like some of my i wouldn't even call them casual friendships but friendships that you know don't have a context Either I'm not seeing them on social media, or you know, like I had a lot of mom friends from Brooklyn who I've still been in very close touch with, even though you know we don't,
0: yep, we physically, yeah,
1: sad. Um, but yeah, but, sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're not here, <laughs> you're not here. But I think you know, <laughs> I it's hard, it's hard to take that time now. Yeah. It's yeah, hard. It, it's hard not to take the time, but just to, just even to have the mental space to think about this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm tired yeah. all the time, yeah. and so I enjoy the time with my friends so much, but I really hate getting off the couch sometimes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, really,
1: yeah. I made one new friend during COVID, which is like a miracle. Yeah. And we have a lot in common and a lot to talk about. But like, even though we were like, oh my God, we're gonna, you know, we've got a lot to say to each other. We're gonna spend a lot of time together. It felt like we had just kind of like clicked. And then, you know, we're both for various reasons so exhausted that we're like, I want to make it out tonight, but I'm so tired. I'm too tired to sit in your backyard so far distance from you. And we finally we did it. We've only seen each other in person a couple of times, but we did it. And we were like, yeah, this was actually a really good use of both of our times. But like we were both so exhausted. But that in-person connection is so critical.
0: Well, you know what it is, I think, is that as you get older and you have responsibility and you have a calendar, everything has to be calendared or you have to put effort into it. And that it's there when you're younger, you have nothing but time. Yeah. Even when you're like going through finals with high school or whatever and the SAT and things Taking up your time, you still have so much of it. And there's an ease to your friendships that it happens. Hopefully you don't have to try too hard because if you're trying too hard, that's a problem. But when you're older, it takes effort. And then also like we were reading, you and I were reading this digital graphic novel in Vox. This thing, it's awesome. We'll link to it. Aubrey Hirsch does this wonderful, like her life finding friends, like the role that friends play in her life. And she calls out the idea that children reduce the hours per week a woman spends with friends from 14 hours to five. To five. Five.
1: I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if we're talking like work wives at that point, it's not the same.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Although what I felt, I mean, I think this is an, an interesting, I never felt that was true in Brooklyn. What I felt you know, at that time of of having tiny babies, there was like you know, and, and little kids, it broke down like a wall of like we're both in this together. You know, if another mom saw me on the street, whether or not we were in the same yeah. mom group or whatever, it's like, hey, you've got a stroller, I've got a stroller. Like, there's a knowing glance. Yeah, that you can the sisterhood. Yeah, right. And you know, I used to say in like my networking content that I would talk to people about, I'd be like, you know, the playground is the new old boys club. Like you can really meet a lot of people that you want to talk to. But what's interesting for me is this has always been true about me. Like I am somebody who likes to like, Meet people on the street and like like super Mister Rogers or Sesame Street like be like hey yeah. and I uh, you know I knew I've
0: been with you on the street I, yes I'm aware
1: <laughs> I love I just love it and like even you know like friend to all I love it no it's great. I just but you know, yeah. I lived in Jerusalem like a long time ago and like I knew the person who had made like the cappuccinos and the crepes in the middle like at a stand yeah. in the middle of a corner and like that was just my thing and all yep. of those proximal relationships like just like making those connections they're all gone just like gone yeah
0: and what's left like what's left are your actual friends and and that's the only ones that you can have right now are either people you work with or people you already know you know yeah Yeah. I mean I feel like it's we've lost it's coming back a little bit in New York and I walk up to my favorite coffee shop and I see I have those relationships and it's lovely to have those because it's lovely to talk to someone else.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> and one of my colleagues, you know, I just miss dropping in her office so much. And she has yeah. a Zoom background of her actual office, which I love. Like, So so, like she'll, every once in a while, she'll be like, hang on, I got to get up. And then she'll disappear like into the bookshelf, like <laughs> oh, in the no. Zoom background. I'm like, where'd you go? Um, but I, I do really, you know, it, it makes a difference to have just like having that moment of touch base where you can see someone's face and you're there with them. And it's interesting. I was working on a whole kind of guidebook on burnout, which is kind of hilarious because, you know, (laughs) physician feels that. Yeah, exactly. But, But looking through, there's a bunch of different texts and I will link to one of the books that I referred to. But there was a physician who was talking about like, what's the medical impact of stress right what does it do to your body and how you know what actions can you take to alleviate that or kind of mitigate that mm-hmm. and one of them is like you must go see people in person phone call is not enough
0: i miss coffee dates oh, oh my god oh my and god. and i would spend a lot of time with people who aren't my friends because that was business and, and, but they were people I love, you know, I love talking to them. I love hearing people's stories. That's where I get, I love
1: that kind of stuff.
0: and Meeting someone new and finding connection and just to be a difference between like the friends that I'm, I'm longing to spend time with and all the rest. i That's where I miss. I guess, I don't know if that would count. It's like a one step up from the barista that you love seeing every day. Yeah. Is that that kind of connection. I miss that. Yeah. Be like, like almost like I've made a friend. That's so funny about the 50 hours because you feel connected, but those bonds are kind of loose, you know, like.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that they are definitely loose. I wonder if those 50 hours, you know, the equation of hours right now in the middle of COVID, like if that changes anything, if it's like it's fewer hours that it takes to get that baseline level of friendship. Or the opposite, because I think that, um, that, that those bonds are fraying.
0: Like, cause a lot of those regular coffee dates, you yeah, know, we check in like every couple months, like, oh, we should see if we could do business together and all this sort of, we haven't done any of that. You know, I mean, yeah. there's a shift to those relationships. They're kind of more ephemeral anyways, Yeah. but yeah, I, I think those are kind of there's a whole pattern that's just gone. Not even, I was going to say broken. It's not broken. It's just gone. And others have taken their place. I've met other people in those weird, my hookup networking groups that are keeping in contact with, but all digitally, like all through email and tech. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've definitely, there's in that great Vox piece, there's some stats and some content about how the fact that social media, digital interactions can kind of take away from time, from, (laughs) you know, they can take away time, it can take away, like, there's only a certain part of your brain that you can use for social interaction. And so there's a, or there's part of your, what is, what does they say? the neocortex. So the amount, the number of friendships we can maintain may be related to the size of our brain's neocortex and online friends take up space. We won't. That's why you're to- so smart. God, <laughs> you have lots of friends. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you. found it. I found the key to it. Yay. <laughs> Yay! Yay! And it, that was, by the way, evolutionary psychologist Robert Dunbar just giving you the credit, yeah. Dr. Dunbar, but yeah, I mean, I think I think we're the same, and that learning things from new people is just so yeah. so interesting. And reacting
0: to facial cue, you know, this is like just down to it. You said something, somebody went, oh, you know, and that that, and and vice versa, and giving back, or really hearing someone tell you something. S- some of these things can be done through the phone and through Zoom. But they're just missing, you know, like, ooh, what you get for breakfast? You know, yeah, like it's just, I don't know, it adds the conversation and and it's fun and but all of which is to say that it's time for me to put some effort into I need to call up my friends, make some dates.
1: Yeah. No, I think it definitely Social it's distance
0: important. walk, that's, you know, and all that sort of jazz, because I haven't, I feel like I've been in, even as much as like we talk, and it, it's all been digital, and yeah. I have not talked to anybody yeah. physically in months.
1: Yeah, and, you know, even as someone who's communicated with the majority of her friends digitally <laughs> yeah. for a long time, it's just, it's felt, you know, with I was doing that commuting and not being in Brooklyn and all that stuff, and it feels very, very different right now. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just yeah. learning how to figure it out, how to be able to connect with people
0: without starting a podcast. So without it gives you an- starting a podcast, <laughs> so you have an excuse to talk every week. Okay, I know. I know. <laughs> so really, yeah. if our if our best friends come to us and say that they'll they'll do that, let's all do it. We'll do it. Yeah. We we'll just
1: start a whole. Multiple. series of
0: podcasts with all of our <gasps> our besties that we that we value that's I think that's the part of it is the longing is that I value predominantly women but I I value these women so much I love them you yeah. know and that I need to spend more time with my family it's just all like the things that aren't my immediate family like my kids and husband and my job
1: uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Uh, it's just man you know it's like pushing back the water to make some dry spots so i can have time for you know and then also my like my parents and and all that that, that room is only so shaped yeah so big so i just i want to make a dry spot stand in it and reach out to my my friends who i value i get so much out of it yeah you know
1: yeah it's pretty important to <laughs> who pretty we important. are yeah. it's pretty important i i think particularly leader In my life, like, I think friends are everything, you know? I mean, family is everything too, but friends are everything. So it's when we have to make these tiny decisions about kind of how to interact with people, have they been wearing a mask? Have they been socially isolating? Like, can we? Even the act of making those decisions that is just exhausting us, in addition to can we actually see that person?
0: Right. And worrying about them, like you're thinking of, like them bringing into your life. But then there's also the worry, like, am I being too loose to them? I worry about them basically bringing their pod into my pod world. But also I worry about being tightened up, my ship tightened up enough for them. Yeah, Like in service to them, but also their impact to me, you know, like it's
1: it's a lot. It constructs this wall and this, we have to make these decisions all the time and it's going to impact the quality of our friendships and hopefully, you know, not forever. Yeah. There was a really interesting article called Friendship Interrupted Disconnection in the Era of COVID-19. Sociologist Trevor Hope draws on his experience studying how gay men manage HIV risk to discuss how COVID-19 mm. risk is shaping our relationships and influencing our social worlds. And I think it's interesting. I mean, there's obviously yep. totally different, but there are sort of questions how we calculate yeah. risk. Risk and what that means. And we're and every time we're even deciding to take a walk with a friend, we're kind of thinking, is it okay? Yeah. It's just, there's a lot of different questions like that. So unfortunately we're going to keep asking those questions, Yeah. More, but this author is hopeful. Trevor's hopeful that this is going to start opening up. There's going to be a tipping point in those risks. Well, And
0: we'll get a more of a language around how to ask that. Like, yeah. y- you know, like, should we ever get to the point where we're not wearing masks or that kind of thing? Like there'll be a question of, Would you prefer I wear a mask? Or that's not where we are, people. Wear a goddamn mask. But you know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like we're standing too close? Like, it's we'll have like language to be able to just get, it's just part of our everyday thing because it's freaking worth it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as we venture out a little bit and find ways to live safely, it's worth it. So I say to you all, join me. Reach out to a friend, make that time. You could start with one, you know, that, Person that you you love that you you like you do the three texts with once a month yeah, but you don't right. actually talk right. but they're your best friend yeah. yeah that's good so well
1: oh thank yes. you for being my friend thank <laughs> you for being my friend we accumulated way. More than our ninety hours, our million we are. hours. We and, and we've
0: recorded the ninety, hours. <laughs>
1: uh, but we started off just the uh, just sitting That's in a coffee true. shop. It's true. So it's it's so true. So
0: well, and so and to all our friends who are listening, because we consider you our friends too. It, especially at this point, you've put in the fifty hours. So thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on The Breadwinners. You'll find links to what we discussed today in the episode description wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit us anytime at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com to ask a question, offer feedback, share your story. How are you making it work? We'd
1: love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about The Breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling.